Welcome to Newest Latest Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Cyber Monday, November 27th, 2017. It's Monday, so we're talking about the big video game releases for the week. And this might be the last week of 2017 with gigantic releases. We're going out with a bang, dipping into the first week of December. But after that, things drop off precipitously as as games are trying to get in before the wire, before the holidays. But this week, lots of excitement, including a crazy release to kick off the week. Today, November 27th. Evidently will be the release of the sort of gimmicky but pretty darn cool re-release of Street Fighter 2, the 30th anniversary edition on Super NES as a cartridge. Now, there are only 5,500 copies of these, and they were pre-ordered through IM8-Bit, so chances are if you want one, they're already gone. But the details are really, really cool. 4,550 copies are printed in red, designed to match Ryu's headband, but 1,000 copies are even more exclusive. They are printed in translucent, glow-in-the-dark, Blanca green. Pretty darn cool. They say they are distributing the colors randomly among the 5,500 pre-orders, and uh, the game itself is going for 100 bucks a pop, but it will play... In your old classic SNES console, not the SNES Classic Mini. It needs to be the OG that accepts cartridges. So, pretty darn cool that comes out today for your dusty SNES. (laughs) Another old game is getting a collected edition tomorrow, November 28th, on Tuesday for Nintendo Switch, Resident Evil Revelations Collection comes out. This is a collection of Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2, as well as two bonus mini-games that are exclusive to Nintendo Switch. Weirdly, the boxed edition, the cartridge, only has the first Resident Evil Revelations on it, and you have to download Resident Evil Revelations 2, which will use up 26 gigabytes of your micro SD card. And if you're in Europe... No physical release whatsoever. It's only a downloadable game. So that's kind of weird. Capcom is making some strange choices there. But these are really cool games. Originally released, uh, the first originally released in 2012 and set between the events of Resident Evil 4 and 5. Uh, Pretty cool games. They They got good marks when they were originally released on Nintendo 3DS Eventually, uh, HD versions of the games were released on the PlayStation 3, Wii U, and Xbox 360, and now coming to handheld on the Switch tomorrow, November 28th. But the big Nintendo Switch release of the week happens Friday, December 1st, when Xenoblade Chronicles 2 hits Nintendo Switch. Nintendo has been making a big deal about this Japanese-style role-playing game release. They had, I think, at least two specific Nintendo Directs aimed 
just at this title giving information about how this game is going to work. It is a massive, uh, huge, sprawling role-playing game that hits worldwide December 1st, which is appropriate because it is an open-world game. It looks very beautiful, has tons of interesting systems, and should be a big, big game for Nintendo Switch coming out this Friday. And finally, the last big game release of the week, Friday, December 1st, also sees the release of Doom VFR. The reboot of the Doom franchise from just a few years ago gets brought into VR with Doom VFR. This is available on PC over Steam through Vive. I believe you can probably also play it on Oculus. I had a chance to play this at a few events, and I have to say, it's remarkable how well it translates into VR. Graphics look phenomenal. Being up and close to those demons in hell is a pretty intense experience. And you're zipping around, blasting guys. I think the kind of the least interesting thing you can do in VR is a shooter, but this is a great shooter that retains a lot of that kinetic action. Finishing moves still exist in this world by running up and smacking something very up close. Doom VFR should be a lot of fun on Steam VR platforms when it's released this Friday. I put in some time over the weekend on Skyrim VR. Many of you who are regular listeners to Newest, Latest, Best, or my other show, DLC, over at 5x5.tv slash DLC, will note that every time I have played Skyrim VR up to this point, and it was numerous times, I played it uh, two E3s in a row, played it at a few Bethesda events, uh, always on PlayStation VR and always using the Move controllers, I came away very disappointed. Uh, I... As you probably also know, I'm a big proponent of VR, very much believe in the tech and believe in the medium, and was very excited about Bethesda's acceptance and enthusiasm of the tech and their support with bringing some of their biggest franchises to VR. Indeed, nearly all of their premier franchises with Elder Scrolls, uh, Fallout, and Doom all getting VR treatment all within the next few weeks. These are the kinds of games that I'm excited to experience in VR. These big worlds. Bethesda very much specializes in creating gigantic worlds you can get lost in. And what better way to get lost in the world than to feel like you are inside it using VR tech. So I was, I'm thrilled. I remain very thrilled that Bethesda seems to be so supportive of the medium But my experience with Skyrim on PlayStation VR left me very disappointed and very pessimistic about its future on that platform. Uh, The game looked kind of crummy. It played really awkwardly. I mean, Skyrim is a huge open world with seamless transitions between cities and forests and mountaintops. And all of that felt awkward when I was teleporting around, and I blamed most of that on the Move controllers and their lack of a analog stick or D-pad and just sort of how they've been retrofitted to work on VR and how they were never designed to be VR controllers. The game just didn't feel good. 
The example I always give is one of the first things I did was try to go up and down a spiral staircase, of which there are many in the Skyrim universe, and teleporting around through it, it just broke the immersion and felt clunky and bad. And I was hoping that we would get some sort of announcement of it moving to Vive, where you could have free-flowing movement, and it would all work much, much better. Well, the good news is the final build of Skyrim VR, which I have now put several hours into, is far improved. It is far superior to the early builds I had played that left such a poor taste in my mouth. Graphically, it's still very primitive looking. It does feel like you're playing a really old game, which is a shame because these remastered versions, including the one just released on Switch, really make that old game look quite beautiful and quite modern and quite recent. But it stands up next to more recent games, is what I mean to say. But unfortunately, the requirements of VR, specifically played on a PlayStation 4, mean that a lot of those whiz-bang lighting effects and improvements could not be applied. And you have a very primitive, old-looking game. Now, I know a lot of people... Don't have a problem with that. Uh, many people enjoy playing retro games and will happily jump back and play a, an emulated N64 game or will get on good old games and play old stuff. I do from time to time myself. I am talking to you on a show called Newest, Latest, Best because I tend to like those kinds of games. The newest, latest, most advanced, best-looking stuff. But I can get behind that as, as well. But be very aware that when you're jumping into Skyrim VR, it's not going to look great. And you'll kind of have to accept that the, the world looks fairly primitive by modern standards. It doesn't hold up next to, for example, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, which is just absolutely gorgeous on PlayStation 4. Or even Batman VR, which is a VR experience. Very different kind of game, but it just looks gorgeous inside the headset. Now, that's the negative. The positive is really everything else. The game works great. The move controls have been fixed. You actually can do smooth movement, and it really works well. You just point one of your move controllers the direction you want to go, even behind you, and you smoothly move there. Lots of options in the option menu to make sure you can be enjoying the game nausea-free, and but also allowing for very smooth movement that is akin to how you would play Skyrim normally. And I think that is absolutely essential in this case. All of the spell casting is super fun using movement controllers. How you attack and defend is super fun. Seeing that world, being inside that world, going from indoor spaces to outdoor spaces, talking to characters face-to-face, all of it, all of it is very enjoyable and really shows a commitment to excellence that Bethesda has brought to bear on Skyrim in VR. They did not just slap this together. This really was a lot of work, and they got it. Do I still hope that it comes out on Vive so I can maybe crank up some shaders and make it look a little nicer? Yes. But if you have a PlayStation VR or are thinking of buying one on this Cyber Monday and you're thinking of doing it for Skyrim VR, I think you will have a great time if you can get past what are really primitive-looking visuals.